Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. How weird would it be if I turned around the corner and came into our uh, office space, the Jay and Dan TV show office space, and you and Tim were just going at it on the desk? Like this was on. <laughs> uh, a job once filled by Ben Teller. How do you possibly <laughs> you jump over that bar? You can't live up to it. Did I you think can. I'm just a penis guy. Mm-hmm. That's I had some last night. Cheese and some pickles. I did too. That's a great thing. <laughs> cheese and some pickles. <laughs> cheese and pickles. Mm-hmm. We've got Mike and Bernie Kim on the line too. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Oh, You're we're doing great. People are going to wonder if they're watching video portion. You keep bending under the desk. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a dog under there? Mm-hmm. A bunch of us go to the D-Bar. Who wants in? What the f***? You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Presented by our good friends at Coors Light. Voice of Talk Sports. Uh, dance. Dance. Hey there. <laughs> 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 you know how it is, how you haven't spoken in a while. And yeah, then, uh, you we've been drinking some nice tea. <laughs> oh, that is a guttural cough that you had when we recorded that. That's when I was uh, eating hell of a good dip and chips for dinner. Yeah, those are dark times for you. <laughs> Eat- <laughs> <laughs> Eating chips and dip for dinner. When I'm, whenever I'm in the grocery store, I see a hell of a good dip in the uh, in the fridge, and I'm like, "No, you don't." Nice no, try. No, no, you're tempting. <laughs> don't tempt me. They, and the, you know, the lid kind of opens up. It's like, "Hey, Dad, Dad, come get me, Dad, don't you?" Want it does that. Dip? My daughters are like, "Let's Dad, get some," and I'm like, "Nope." Don't you want me? I'm eating delicious for dinner. Didn't you have uh, some sort of six-week-old chicken for dinner tonight? Well, I was shopping at my local food land, like I always do. Love that place. Um, and they, they had the chicken there, and they, it was reduced a dollar. And then someone put reduced a dollar, replaced that with reduced four dollars. So I'm like, what a deal. This chicken's got to be good. They're pricing it to sell. <laughs> I feel good so far. In general, I have a... a pretty steadfast rule about poultry and meats that once it's discounted twice <laughs> i'm gonna look the other way and maybe get something different <laughs> well, once, then i was maybe. thinking that and there was one underneath it no reductions so i'm thinking i want to pay four extra dollars just because there's no stickers on this one i'm like yeah well this guy he's gonna get thrown in the dumpster so i i saved yeah. his life and ate him did you cook it a little longer just to make sure it was good and actually dead? that's the thing i didn't because i don't like dry chicken so i always am right on the cusp yeah, and i am too but i probably in that case i might have gone i might have gone a li- made it a little dry Hey, uh, speaking of tasty food, uh, <coughs> arrived to a letter on our desk today. Hmm. Um, it was addressed to Jay and Dan. I'll read it to you. Jay and Dan, great to hear you share your love for DQ Blizzards and the brand last week on your show. Please enjoy your next DQ Blizzard on DQ Canada. Keep up the great work on the show. And they sent us two gift cards. Thank you, DQ. Now's the time of the podcast where we mentioned we're sponsored by Coors Light, the Silver Bullet. See, that's what I can mention, DQ, because they... Yeah, they don't compete. Yeah, DQ and Coors Light are not competing. They're not competing. They're not in competition. I'm sure that the Coors people people would be fine with us having a couple of blizzards, as long as we followed it with six Coors Lights <laughs> each, which I usually do. Dan, speaking of bad food... Oh, just wait. Uh, <laughs> and we both have agreed that the best blizzard is... Score blizzard, for sure. Correct. Okay, I continue. love the score blizzard. Well, what's your second favorite blizzard? That's almost too easy. Now we got to think of our second favorite. Uh, I don't have a second favorite. See, oh no, no the uh, the Georgia mud fudge or Georgia mud pie or I something. Don't know if I've had that one. Do they still have the peanut butter cup one? Mm, not sure. Oh god, that's a tasty treat. Anything with peanut butter cups. Dan, I uh, speaking of bad food, I uh, I was I hopped on a plane. And uh, went out to Edmonton this past weekend. Just got back late last night. I was at a fundraiser in my hometown of Athabasca, Alberta. Yeah, they wanted to get that pool. Are they getting the pool? 
the pool, what I found out, Dan, the pools, the the structure's up. The walls are up. The the roof's up. It's, oh, so they just need money for the water. They want money for, I guess they're putting a gym in there. Towels? And, and some towels and maybe a hot tub. <laughs> So yeah, we uh, we raised uh, eighty thousand bucks. I Holy was told. Holy crap! That's going to be a nice pool house. Yeah. Did anyone uh, bid on uh, swim time with you? <laughs> well, this is the amazing thing, Dan. So uh, so it was it was a great night. Uh, I think four hundred fifty people showed up. Amazing to see lots of old friends. It was just a tremendous time. And I arrived, and I knew we were doing a live auction. They had professional auctioneers, and I think you know how I feel about auctioneers. I truly believe that's a lost art. I love watching auctioneers. They're I so think good. they're so cool. And so I was excited about it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, so the event was supposed to start at 7, and then the live auction, then I was supposed to speak for an hour after the auction was over. I didn't get on stage to speak until 10.30. Yeah, it was a three-and-a-half-hour live auction, so I suggest that maybe we start the auction in the afternoon next time. <laughs> Uh, but we got through it, and the first auction item, Dan, was to have me sit at your table. Okay. Okay, yeah. so that's, you know, jokes aside, you know, they were thinking maybe someone pays a thousand bucks or something, and he's, I sit at the table and crack a few jokes, and we get along, and then we go party after. There were two tables that were competing for me. I don't know what the deal was with the, the table that lost, but the table that won, uh, Dr. Stephanie, her dental office, her and her husband were big fans of us. And they were determined to get me to sit with them to the point where they bid. Are you ready for this? Okay. $5,000 for me to sit with them at dinner. Those dollar dollar bills. That seems extreme somehow. No, no, those dentists are doing the math. They're like, that's a couple crowns. Oh, no, a dentist in a small town is... Doing pretty well. Yeah, they're themselves. they're all good. Yeah, they're they're doing fine, and it all goes to a good cause. It goes to the pool. That's the money a lot goes of pressure. Pool. If they had paid like two hundred fifty bucks, you're like, I can I can just sit oh, I can just sit there anything. and be quiet, not even talk to them. So uh, you had to go over. You're like, hey guys, what's yeah, going I'm like, on? Hey, okay, hey guys, uh, just flew in from Toronto. Bore my arms tired. Uh, hey, uh, I got some jokes for you. No, it was good. They were very uh, nice people, and it turned out that uh, Dr. Stephanie's twin brother had been on the Big Breakfast Show when it, I did the Big Breakfast Show in Winnipeg. He was part of the Winnipeg Juggling Club. So we had a good okay. chuckle over that. Is he still that. juggling? No, uh, but uh, Dr. Stephanie told me that she tried to get into the juggling club, and she couldn't get into the two-ball club. She couldn't do the two-ball. And I was like, wow, they had a two-ball club? So and then she's like, I guess it's dentistry for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it worked out pretty good for her. We had a great time. Did you examine um, uh, the the dentist's hands? Big hands, small hands? I did notice that, that she had spectacular teeth. Beautiful teeth. What about hands, though? I was like, because my dentist growing up, he had mass. He had like baseball mitt hands. Did he touch you? My mouth. Oh, he touched you in your mouth. <laughs> yes. Let me just get Men in there. Men feed my mouth. Yeah. Wonder if dentists rate the breath, like when they're like, "Oh, that's oh. an all timer." Well, that's why I think they got the uh, mask. They all have the masks on now. Like they, I think they do it sort of with the guys that they're protecting the patient, but it's really so they don't have to smell the patient. Yeah, because some people come in, like probably every tooth is There's rotten. There's no way that they, they couldn't at least twice a day have just skank breath coming right at them. Mm-hmm. That's a profession that had a high suicide rate. Uh, just looking at people's uh, mouths all day. So everyone okay at the table? <laughs> everyone seemed really happy. Okay, they're all good. Okay. They seemed fine. <laughs> they were throwing money around. And they uh, they bid on the uh, the tour, the TSN tour. So they're going to come. Uh, you'll get to meet them. They're going to come uh, to Toronto and hang out. Wow. And maybe they could check your uh, teeth <laughs> on the on the show. That's great. I uh, love it. Uh, did you fly Air Canada or WestJet? Yeah, I flew Air Canada, Dan. I just want to mention something quickly about Air Canada. I feel like the quality of food on Air Canada has taken a bit of a tumble. Oh no. Bit of a tumble. Uh, I did told I told you I watched Isle of Dogs. Excellent on your recommendation. Great movie. Great flick. Wes Anderson and Black Panther. Even better than I expected it to be, and it was hyped up. But I had some sort of weird chicken thigh, and I think it was probably from the Orno Foodland. <laughs> uh, we don't have food. It's, in, it's in the neighboring. Town. Okay, in the in the New Market Food. No, not New Market. Uh, Newcastle. Newcastle Foodland. Because it was, uh, I was like, as I mean, you know how you eat chicken sometimes? You're like, this is, this is borderline, but it's below the border. It's not <laughs> above the border where you want to be. It's below the border. And I think I might have told you this. When I flew back from Kelowna over the summer when I was visiting my parents, 
Tom Cochran and his band was on the flight with me, and I thought, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And and then I get on going to get on the plane Sunday morning. Cochran again with the band. He's in first class. They're back in coach, as you it say? should be. Hey Tom, life is a highway. No, that, then I was too starstruck by another Canadian rock legend, Sass Jordan. All right, what's, Sass Jordan was on the plane too. What's her big hit? Come to my window. Oh, no, that's, no, that's Melissa. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> what is Sass Jordan's big hit? I guess that's what the, the Google machine's for. Stoff's going to find it play Make it. Make you a believer? Oh, can, oh yeah. Oh, you, yeah. That's a good one. That's actually a pretty good track. She has a good voice. Whenever I think of Sash Jordan, I think of Atlanta Miles. Right. Yeah. Kind of same era. But I think I got off that plane, Dan, and I was so sick. I got on the plane. I felt fine. And that I got recycled there. I think, yeah. I don't know. It was something. Or maybe Sass has the AIDS. Hey. Can't say that. Sass Jordan gave me AIDS. See, I don't think this is her biggest hit, but it's one of her big hits. I think there's another one. Our uh, guest on the I, podcast I bet you Jamie, Jamie McLennan will know for sure. My guess is this guy partied with Sass Jordan back in the day <laughs> in Cowtown. They get together at Cowboys Casino. So, Noodles, is this strange? Like, we're in your radio studio. Is this like coming home and... And people are in your house? Yeah, like, like somebody's laying in my bed. But yeah. not only that, Noodles, I suggested... <laughs> like put, their, put their underwear on. And <laughs> I went, oh, and you cranked that right up. I brought it down for you, but well, you like a nice and seat. I don't know. I, I usually sit right there, and I, I, I think we're... I think that's all right. That's, How do you like your vantage point there? Do you like it yeah, better? Yeah, do you like it better in the middle? I don't mind being in the baby monkey spot <laughs> yeah. right here, like the perch. Because I, what I did at first, because I wanted to make you comfortable, because yes. we love having you on this podcast so much, is I normally sit here but i sat there to start but then then the tv people yeah because they put this on the youtube put, put me right here yeah you're Perfect. good with that jamie mclennan is our, our guest if you haven't figured that out noodles he's the he's a superstar on uh, tsn radio and he's all over the place yeah. talking hockey and everywhere sh- jamie can i ask you uh before we talk hockey yes. i i took a flight and i never see because i have a little kid i never see movie not like yeah. you you see every movie i never see I anything see unless i'm on a flight yeah. so i saw on dan's recommendation isle of dogs oh yeah the wes anderson movie did you see that i did i went and saw it in the theater now i only saw uh two-thirds of it because it was a late starter t- late start time oh okay so, so you got in like a, yeah. a third, third yeah way it, it was okay no I, I started right i loved it yeah you, i loved, you loved it, too. it yeah me too but it was good i just didn't like, Are you a Wes Anderson guy? Like his movies, uh, uh, yeah. Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, yeah. Ten like, Bombs. You know what? It, that's exactly like they're different. They're unique. Um, they're kind of like I think he thinks outside the box. Yeah. So that's uh, I, I actually love all of his movies. Yeah. I just it took me a while to, to get into it. I guess that was my thing. Probably because you came in a third of the way in. It's like no, no. no. I, I started. Here? I started the movie on on the right time. Oh, but you had, I to, had leave. to leave. Oh. And here's the thing: we've said this before in the podcast. Every film is twenty five to thirty percent better when you watch it on a flight because kind of seems that way. Because you're focused. You're you kind of feeling really? a little loopy up there with the. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah, lack the al- of oxygen, yeah, the altitude and everything. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't once, know. I watched the the Justin Bieber uh, movie uh, flying once, and I cried. <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> Talk about crying on a plane. I've I did it this summer. I watched the uh, tragically hit movie. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And I had I had upgraded myself on points or whatever. So I was sitting there, and it was embarrassing because I'm watching it and Gord's talking and I'm leaking. Like wow. it's not you're trying to kind of like smile and not smile, but you're like you're just leaking. Uh, it's such a powerful movie, and obviously I, I mean, I'm sure you guys got a chance to meet him at some point or whatever throughout yes. your careers and yeah. amazing person right like same thing i got a chance to to meet him a couple times and um their their final tour i flew to calgary actually to to watch oh, cool. uh, one of the shows it was awesome as usual but uh it was emotional so i was crying on a plane trying not to cry but the I last time i bawled i was watching the movie lion Oh, yeah. And uh the two uh flight attendants were in their jump seats cuz we were like landing and i was yeah. And they were looking at me. They're like looking at me like I was a puppy dog. Like, oh, I know what part you're at. 
Because well, at least like they knew. Gushing. At least they, they knew, knew what movie I was they watching. I think you were just. Maybe, some, yeah, maybe they thought you were having a breakdown. Yeah, exactly. We've got to keep an eye on. Got to keep an eye <laughs> on this guy. Strap this guy to the seat. Let everyone else off. Yeah. What we'll are you guys drinking out of? So these are our Coors Light bat mugs. Take a look at this, Jamie. They sent these to us. Isn't that cool? And then we have some tea inside. It's of those. impressive. Yeah, because uh, our friends at Coors uh, knew that we couldn't drink Coors on the uh, podcast. Yeah. They, you they not wanted to do to that on the podcast? We probably could, but... I guess we could have one. Then we'd get sleepy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because you, you never have one. No, you never have one. I, wa- I went out for one last night, and it didn't end up well. <laughs> like, Steph said to me today, she's like, man, you look rough. <laughs> like I look, I, I look weathered. Like you, you, when you drink and have a. Was it a Halloween party? No, it was. Uh, there's an NHL team in town. Uh, that a few of the people from oh, Madison of course. Yeah. Yeah. were yeah. kicking around. So I went and uh, visited them. Nice, nice dinner at oh, Michael's nice. and a uh, few drinks. A few too many. Ended up at the Underground. Oh, oh yes. wow, that's a Just classic a spot. Place, loved it. I like the original. Did you ever go to the original? You must have. No, that's the the original. Not the The one that's in the the basement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never. It got flooded. Yeah, that one, no. Just the one with, like, it's kind of like the cowboy or coyote ugly. Yes. Remember with the bras and all that? That's what it's like. Yeah, that's a fair assessment of it. Yeah. What about. um, I know you're you're mixed on the Marvel movies. Like, you're not as emphatic about them maybe as other people are. Did you see Black Panther? I did. What did you think of that one? Um,. Again, I like I. I always try not to like get too worked up about it. So, like, I'm not a you know Siskel and Ebert. Like, I I don't be like, well, the acting was brilliant, and the, like I, I went to it. I think it was a bit longer. I want to say it was like two hours, maybe two o five or something. Maybe. It was all right. I enjoyed it, but like I didn't. Those movies are kind of hit or miss for me. Like right. I haven't seen Venom yet. Right, I, I haven't seen it either. I, it was on my I list. What did I see yesterday? Um, oh, uh, the hate you give, or oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. It's, I mean, it's, you know, powerful message, right? So you're, and that one was long, like two twenty. So they, it's I, amazing. I get a little, Your wife just says go. Well, she likes one, you to yeah. get out of the house. Yeah, she right? She hates me. So yeah, she wants you out of there. <laughs> it's all good. She wants you I, out of that. Yeah, house. And, and the other movie I saw the day before, two days before, was like nineties something. Oh, mid nineties. Mid nineties. That's, that's Jonah a Hill's Jonah Hill movie. Yeah. movie. And Ooh, little thin, little Ooh, thin. Wow. Ninety minutes of uh, ah. kind of like nah, all right. Like I, I'm not a skateboarder. He right. was just on Stern, and he loves. Obviously, he's gonna loves love his it. own he, movie. He, yeah. <laughs> he's so passionate. What if he was like, "This is just terrible. It's bad work." He, I felt bad for him on Stern because he, uh, he's he's been nominated for two Oscars. He has nothing to prove to anyone, but you could tell that he still has this thing. Like he doesn't really like. He didn't like himself. Yeah, and he sort of uh, decided, "I'm just gonna let myself be who I am, and I'm gonna make this movie I want to make about skateboarding." It. it, it What's weird, I saw it in Denver the other day, and there it was like the noon show or like the 12.30 show or something, and there was a bunch of like skateboarders that had showed oh. up. It was like Friday. So they were all pumped up about it. It was just okay. It wasn't right. brilliant. It was just okay. Uh, what movie did I see that I thought that was outstanding? Um with Bradley Cooper and Lady oh, Stars Born, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Everyone's okay. raving about yeah. that. Everyone's you know what? Raving. I like music. I'm a yeah. big music fan, and the the storyline was super cool. Yeah, yeah and the I fact really that have... it's a remake. Yeah, it's a remake, and everyone who he, when he decided he was going to make it, I think everyone's like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Like, this doesn't seem." But the fact that he succeeded to the point where it seems like he's going to clean up at the Oscars. I think amazing. him and her will. Yeah. Have you ever seen know. this? I saw this during the baseball game Friday night. Back I'm like, I want to watch a thriller. It's called Backcountry. It's on, like, movies on demand or something. It got 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, if it's high on Rotten Tomatoes, usually it's actually decent. Like, N-n-n. no good? No. I, so I don't think I've one. seen it. Yeah. I, I wanted to watch, like, the original Halloween or original, the original Friday the Halloween. 13th. But you can't, none of them are on Netflix or the movies on demand. Terrifying. I, I told a story the other day about the original Halloween where... I was about 10 years old, and my brothers were five and six years older than me, so they were, we were at home on a Friday night when it first came out. I think it was late 70s. And the music that... that oh, man. Mm-hmm. The so piano, terrifying. 
And my brothers saw that I was scared, so they Can sent me to bed. Can we play that stuff, that music? And it was, they sent me to bed, and the TV, I could hear it still. <laughs> so I was laying in bed, I could hear that music. And there's a scene in the original Halloween where, what's it, Michael Myers? Isn't yeah. That his name? Mike, Michael Myers, is dr- he'd stolen the station wagon and was driving alongside. The kid was walking home from school. He was just driving beside him. And I used to have to walk home from school. <laughs> I, I was always, like, checking my shoulder now because this guy scared the hell out of me. It was peak horror movie time, I yeah. think, when we grew up. Like, yeah. all those Friday the 13th and yes. the Nightmare on Elm yeah. Streets and Halloween. And, and I, honestly, there. There it is. <sighs> and that, Terrifying. to this day, like, that, you can hear that music, and I just see this, like, creepazoid in that mask. Yeah. And I went and saw the, the new one. It was okay. It wasn't wasn't the same. No, I wanted it scarier. I kind of wanted it... It's almost like they're too slick now when they remake them. Like there was a kind of a rawness and amateurness. Don't don't overthink it. Because those were not big budget movies. No. No. No, but I I like movies that hold up the test of time. So we were talking before our show today that apparently Ace Ventura holds up for the test of time. I could see that. I watch it with my kids. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, but I mean... Like you recently, you've watched it. Like yes. I, I haven't watched yes. it in ten years. Yeah, I haven't watched it in ten years. And, I, and like when it came out, I I thought it was hilarious. It's brilliant. But I I, I always wondered. Okay, you go back and watch like I don't know, Airplane. Remember yeah. Airplane? Yeah. And you know it some of these movies. Well, Naked Guns for me hold up. Yes. yes. Wizard right. of Oz. You definitely. don't think Airplane no. holds up though? Well, I just you. I, I guess think maybe some of it for, is outdated. And, and yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes in there right. now that would be frowned on. <laughs> <laughs> that way. Excuse me, stewardess. I speak jive. Um, <laughs> Wizard of Oz, speaking of things that terrify you. Yes. Did the witch and the flying monkeys not terrify you? They did, but. Like, now, I see them to this day, and I'm see, like. But don't you see, like, they're. No, they're, they're like people inside costumes. Is that the, the fly? Yes, the monkeys are terrifying, and that witch. Oh, whenever I see an adult ride a bike to this day, I think of the witch. But it looks like it looks like like I was recently. I don't know why I went down a rabbit hole and started watching some old Gilligan's Island. Oh, <laughs> I love. And that have you stuff. ever seen like now? You're like, oh my god! Like remember the giant spider? Like it's yeah, it's yeah. like on strings. Oh, it's like, so You can bad. actually see the strings moving. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's it's fine. Like you can live with it because you know, okay, that's late '60s, early '70s. I didn't know this fact about Gilligan's Island, but. It seemed like it ran forever. It only ran for like three seasons. Yeah, and they and just kept in, rerunning it. Yeah, right? and and it was the it's the longest standing rerun I think in like the history of TV. Same with Brady Bunch. It only yeah. it was only five seasons, it's and crazy. it went forever. And Gilligan's ever. Island was only in color for like one season or two seasons. Like yeah, man, they must have just been. Oh, what a great, what a great intro. There actually, you know what it was? It was a debate online. Gilligan's Island, like, why were they stuck there? And then, who did you prefer, Marianne or, or Ginger? Ginger, yeah, because Marianne was sort of like the cute, smart one. Yeah, I saw her once in Chicago. Uh, she was doing the vagina monologues. Wow! I, I went and watched that. Marianne was a star. Wow! So, Dawn, did you go specifically because she was in it? Were you I with a lady? Think, yeah, I was on a yeah. date, yeah. but like, it, I, she was like the star. I can't remember. Don Wells is that her name? Something I can't remember. Yeah, is she still alive? I think most of them have cashed their chips. Yeah, but I, think, I think you're right. I think, she, I think she's alive. Yeah. I think she's alive. Hey, we got to get you out of here pretty quick no, here. No, we're fine. Um, okay. Um, what can I ask you? There's so many things I want to ask you about. You were in Denver for... I called the Avalanche Senators game. I was thought, thought it was Sens. So Marianne, Marianne Summers. That's who Marianne was. Her name was Marianne? No. No, that's the character. I that's think. A, yeah, that's a character. Don Alberta Wells. <laughs> Don Wells. Yeah. <laughs> J.R. Ewing. No, it's Larry Hagman. Uh, <laughs> is she alive still? Yep. Oh, there you go. See? Okay. So 80. noodles. She's living in Reno. Oh, perfect. Wow. No, she was born in Reno. Noodles. She still got a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. Thin chance. So you saw the what? To what fascinating teams to observe? You you have a team that was just left for dead at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And it sort of looked kind of interesting, up and down. Some good yeah. young talent. And then you have the Avs, and like they look. They they're re- serious. Yeah, yeah, they're a serious team. They're a little top heavy for me as far as once you get past that top line, you you can't really tell what's the second, third, or fourth line. But they are. Um, that top line's as good as any line in hockey. 
I mean, that, that Nathan McKinnon is a super, superstar. And Rantanen's leading the league in points right now. I, I think he flies under the radar. He reminds me a lot of um, Sasha Barkov. Barkov in uh, Florida. Florida. Big, yeah. strong. And uh, Landeskog, for me, is kind of a 50-point guy who's going to get 70 points playing on that line. Right. Because it, it's, it's a ridiculous line. And just a good two-way player and yeah. a leader. And, and hard worker. Yeah. And goes and gets the puck. And all the, all the things that you need to do to have success for a line. And Landeskog makes that happen. So there's some, some good hockey and some good teams out there right now. What, so what was your, what's your assessment of Ottawa so far? Surprising. I think there will be, I'll I'll call it a market correction. Yeah. Uh, Craig Anderson has been an outstanding for them. Yeah, 49 saves in Vegas on Sunday. Yeah. So if he. If 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 he has a stretch, it could get a little leaner. But they got two young defensemen there, uh, Thomas Shabbat and uh, Max Lajoie. They're they're good defensemen. Once they're twenty one and twenty, and they're both in the top five or top seven of scoring. So I, I think they're going to be fine. Like it's just we see now. Look at what Colorado was two years ago. Oh man, horrible, left for dead. And and now the turnaround, the Leafs three years ago. Yeah. Um, Teams can turn it around quickly on one or two players, but it's also a philosophy. If you have you know, some speed or you play all the same way. So um, I, I think the league is, is great right now, but there's a lot of parity. Like you never know who's going to win every night because it's, it, there's, there's a couple powerhouses and an average team can beat the top team if the goalie's good. So I, I think the league's good to watch right now. I'm a little concerned of some things. It's... You know, there's every big hit now has to be put under the microscope. Yep. Yep. You know, you're okay. Is did he hit him high? Did he do this? Did he, so. And they, again, it's happening so fast. Yeah. These hits. The game is the game is at an all time high for speed, and hitting's an art. And if you don't hit properly, now you can pick a guy's head. Or and and the only thing that disappoints me in today's game about that is the onus has completely shifted to the guy hitting instead of the guy being hit. Mm-hmm. So I call the league Big Brother. Mm-hmm. So now Big Brother has to take care of somebody who can't take care of himself. When I was playing, and I sound like a dinosaur, you go through the middle with your head up your ass, you're going to get it handed to you. Now you can go through the middle with your head up your rear, and the guy who hits him, that's the vulture. Yeah. How dare he hit the guy who's not you know, being sharp? So that's the only thing that kind of bothers me in this. So like that Tom generation. Wilson suspension, where, where were you with that? I, I, I believed he deserved a suspension. But I also, like, don't put yourself in that spot. Yeah. Don't come through the middle of the ice and just risk the puck at the net and not be aware that that's a dangerous area on the ice. I don't know how many times I see, and I, I, I say this, young kids going into the boards, they turn their back on the play. Like, when, when did that come, become normal? Yeah. You know, parents put these giant stop signs yeah. on the kids' backs. and Oh, just turn your back, they'll see the stop sign. Well, when did that become Natural. I, I don't think now. I think Peter Forsberg and some of these great players that were great at protecting the puck ended up turning their backs on the play, but they would have the reverse hit and they would brace themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I see a hit from behind and a guy just crumples. Like that's my biggest fear in hockey right now is seeing somebody get paralyzed or you know in a wheelchair or something because these hits are the speed and and a, you miss time a hit. Somebody could get seriously injured. I think the league's trying to clean it up. But, you know, the, the evolution, how fast it is, it's, it's, I hope it catches up to it by the time, you know, I, don't, I never want to be right in that scenario. Ever. Right, right. Okay, can we, let's go through yeah. the Canadian teams real quick and sure. we'll get you out of here. Yeah. Edmonton, um, this is, I don't know, I talked to a guy in Edmonton over the weekend about yeah. him and I said, like, what's going, why is this seem, games last year, Washington on Thursday, yeah. Nashville on Saturday where you'd have been like, oh God, they're going to lose that game. Suddenly yeah. they're winning that. Why are they doing that? Um, first and foremost, the goalie is playing like the goalie. Right. So Cam Talbot's been good. Um, their defensive core is kind of a makeshift because Sakara's been out. Um, Bouchard has been a, ni- a nice addition there. I- I'm not convinced he's there all season. Maybe he is. Um, but they had such a bad season last year. Everything that they touched was... I- I'll give you in a nutshell what their season was. They fought. They were losing 4-2 against the Leafs in their own building. They fought back to make it 4-4, and Chris Russell shoots the puck in his own net yeah. with about a minute left. Uh, do you remember? I don't know yeah. if you remember the goal. 
That was their season. Yeah, I'm like, that's what their season, that summed their season up. Yeah. Uh, Talbot was no good. Lucic was no good. Um, even Drysado, who had 70 points, I thought he was very wildly inconsistent. Uh, Nurse had a nice season, and McDavid was brilliant. Yeah. Outside of that, Everyone on that roster had poor seasons. Yeah, I had Jujar Kara, I guess, but you know now you're really getting farther Lar- down in the Larson's uh, dad passed away. His dad he was passed like, away. He was, was gone just, the whole if, season. He was. It, it was there. just an awful season for them. If they play average this year and just get back to playing average, they've got some nice pieces there. Other than McDavid, mm-hmm. I think RNH is a really good player. I think Drysaddle's a special player, um, and and you know they're they're right in the thick of things. I call I. At the start of the season, I picked Edmonton and Montreal to be fighting for the eighth spot on either side. And so far, both of them look like they, they probably will be at least battling for that. Down the road in Calgary, mm-hmm. um, fans, they've got a goaltending yeah. dilemma. Yeah, the, I don't know if the team thinks they do. They must, but the fans definitely know they have well, a goaltending Well, my, my problem and, and my challenge with, with Calgary is I've seen them... I think Mike Smith is a fifty goal or fifty game guy. So who are you going to get thirty two from? Well, mm. they got David Riddick now. Now Riddick's had a nice start. They ran a couple couple starts in a row for him because he was playing well, and they might as well get some of those games out of the way that a backup has to do. But ultimately, Mike Smith is your breadwinner. He's the guy that you need to rely on. Last year, he was really good up until he got injured, and then he never got back on the tracks, and they never made the playoffs. They weren't good enough, and. I think a lot of it stems from confidence. They got rinsed the other day by Pittsburgh. It was mm-hmm. 9-1. I watched that game. Smith was awful. Um, their whole team was just awful. Like It was just one of those things where um, it, it was almost a in, encapsulation of what their team needed. Their D was no good. Their forwards didn't back them up, and the goaltender was terrible. In a situation like that, if you're part of that game, does the coach even have to say anything? No. Like That's, that's one where you... You blow the tape up. You just, like, it is the worst feeling in the world, and there's no getting out of, there's no getting away from it. Yeah. Media's, and, and the challenge is, next game is an afternoon game <laughs> against the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, yeah. And I like the fact, I will say this, Billy Peters came, it's almost like he went in the room and said, okay, everyone's garbage. Same roster, you're going back at it again Saturdays. Smith, you're right back in the net. I yeah. like that. Yeah, they I like that too. lost in a shootout. And uh, also, extra. getting back in, not having to think about it too much, maybe yeah. that's not a bad thing. It is right? tough, though. I'll, I'll say for that day and a half, you're yeah. just like... And, and it's tough. You can't go to the mall the next day or something. Like <laughs> yeah. you're, People are giving you the horse eye. It's, it's no good. Uh, the Jets have lost a couple to the Leafs. Yeah. Um, I, I can't figure this team out right now. I, I, I personally think the Jets are the best team in the league on paper. I just don't see a weakness in that in that roster. I think Patrick Laine looks really bad right now. He's perimeter. Um, you know, they're a team like the Leafs, like Washington, like Pittsburgh, uh, like Vegas, like Nashville. Some of these teams are getting a lot of play. So when you get a lot of play, you're not going to have an easy night. Yeah. If I'm playing the Winnipeg Jets, I'm worried about playing them. Right. Because I'm worried about Shifley, Wheeler, Laine. Kyle Connor, like they're 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 deep and they're D. Like we saw what Truba did to Matthews. They're they're big. They're mean. They've got an edge. Like I I just think when I looked at that, uh, watched the Leaf game the other night. I thought that the Saturday night. I thought Winnipeg was the better team. They just ran out of gas at the end, mm-hmm. and the the Leafs didn't have, and the Leafs shouldn't have to push back physically. But when you look at it. Winnipeg's a big, mean team. But they are a team that needs more consistency. That was and the Wednesday game, right? Well, there was uh, Wednesday and then Saturday. Was so Wednesday, the, the Saturday. Wednesday game, did you see Randy Bachman? No. So they did had you? a little street party, and he played taking care of business, as he usually does. And yep. then he started a chant to get the crowd going. <laughs> and we watched it, yeah. and he says, Go, cats, go. So we're wondering, like, Jay's like... Well, maybe he's saying, like, hey, you cool cats, go yeah. cats. That's kind of what I thought. Like, <laughs> like, I'm trying to give Randy Bachman, he's you're a rock in legend. Winnipeg. You're in Winnipeg, and the chant was, go cats, go. Now, did anybody call him out on it? No, uh, everyone just started going, go jets, go. Yeah, they I picked guess they're him. like, maybe they we heard up. it wrong, I like, don't know. Like good Manitobans, they picked him up. <laughs> they picked him up and just drowned him out. <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. Actually, Randy, it's jets. <laughs> But you want, I mean, he's old school. He's, he's old. I mean, wonder if he's been on the bus. 
firing up a. No, no, he's like he's so uh, he's, he's so sober. hardcore religious. He's uh, Mormon. He? Yeah. I didn't know that. Hard. In fact, that's why Jamie. That's why the guess who kind of broke up in the sixties or seventies because. Burton was very much into the party scene, and yeah. Randy was getting even more religious. As Burton he was looks older. like he could yeah. get after it. Oh yeah, this how about this? Yeah. And and they and they split up for that very reason. I don't think they weren't. It wasn't that they weren't getting along, but I think no. they just I had mean, a different. When lifestyle. you live two different lifestyles, yeah. and you're supposed to coexist, and one guy gets wheeled in like Bernie Lomax because <laughs> he's just wrecked, and the other yeah. guy's been waiting like, "Hey, we're meeting at ten o'clock. We're up and at him." And the other guy's like, "Hey, yeah. we just found this guy in a dumpster. Is he playing?" guitar for you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> hey uh, you mentioned the jets and you mentioned the truba hit on matthew so yeah. um I, I, yes truba is a big guy and that's a hard hit but at the same time i feel like hits like that happen a lot yeah um so i i mean i just have to ask the question like 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 that shouldn't she shouldn't get hit hurt like that after a hit like that should he i don't think so but i you hope not like my biggest thing with austin is he's six three two twenty. right like he he's built for contact like that. So is Truba, but Austin is a guy who to score he gets to middle ice. Uh, we had a great chat with David Poulin today, and and Pooley made up a great point, and I actually we all concurred. It it's it was almost like he's shocked that he got hit. Yeah, like that's the, when you look at it. The league is the league has become a, a more skating league, more of a rubbing out. There's not the massive hits, of course. You love Austin's, rubbing one out. <laughs> exactly. Austin skates into uh, the lane, and Truba cuts him off with a good, clean body check. Clutterbuck last year hit Austin in the same area, the other side of the ice. Good, clean hit, but you know, you, you it, I don't know if it sublex his shoulder. I don't know the actual diagnosis, but gibbled. Yeah, he's messed up. And it's not good. And and that concerns me. Now, I, I don't think he's one of those guys that you have to paint with the brush yet. No. As to, hey, this guy is, you know, Joffrey Lupul type of scenario. Yeah, no, I'm not saying healthy, that. But it's concerning because he's a superstar. And now if you've got two bad shoulders, you can they'll heal and he's young. But how is he going to play coming back off of that? That's my concern. And my thing, Jamie, that I always wished he had gone to Everett and just played a year in the WHL because, <laughs> you know, I, I because I know going to Switzerland, he made money and, and he was, he knew he was going first overall and why play against right. a bunch of guys that are headhunting for you. Yeah. But to me, you play in the dub. Well, yeah, the and dub suddenly and... those hits from Jacob Truby, you're like, all right, I felt that yeah. from some there knucklehead before. in Spokane. Exactly. Yeah, right? I've been there before. I've had yeah. Link Gates was chasing right. me around the ice. <laughs> right. I played yeah. with the missing link. Yeah, like, I mean, not, not to say you have to do that. And obviously, his career is working out fine. But right. I just remember thinking at the time, I, th- I thought it would be good for him to go to Everett. It, it is. It's good for guys to get. Now, they always say junior hockey is the closest thing to preparing you for pro because of the travel, because of the grittiness. Um, but... I, I would say this, and I kind of maybe am more dating myself now. That's that could be the old school mentality where, hey, let's you know show this guy what it's like to play three games in yeah. two and a half days because you play the Friday night and and Saskatoon the <laughs> Saturday night and Moose Jaw and the Sunday you know back at PA in the afternoon and your gears frozen Still wet yeah it's yeah. it's frozen because it's been in the in the on the bus yeah. all night and yeah. you just chisel it up that'll teach him yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll teach him how to be you know a man or whatever i i disagree with that in that essence because he did go over to switzerland and play against men yeah uh which was really good for, and he dominated there i i think it's just what austin will will go through or what he is going through is what Taylor Hall went through. I don't know if you guys remember when Taylor came into the league. He, he got I felt injured reckless. all the time. Just got yeah. destroyed. He, yeah. He'd be skating a million miles an hour, and, and he would want to duck through a little pile of people in the corner. Well, I can get through there, and somebody would be waiting at the other end and just crush him, and they'd shovel him off the ice. And, <laughs> and now he learned through experience, okay, I can still get to point B, but I don't need to take that route. I'm fast enough or strong enough to get this way now. Sidney Crosby, same thing. I'm sure they're aware of the routes on the ice now where if I'm going to cut to the net, I know, okay, Truba's on the ice. That's coming for me. So I either have to make that fake and go around the net or brace myself for a hit or change yeah. the angle. So I think through experience, you'll see 
Austin maybe, I don't think his play will change, but I think maybe his routes will change. And he will hopefully get injured less. Uh, yeah. as Taylor, think, because I I, you're so. right, Taylor Hall at the beginning of his career was almost labeled as an injury prone. He, he, because every year, he got in a fight and, and rolled his ankle the one time. I, I think against Colorado, he tried to dive through this hole and Ryan Wilson was waiting on the other end and just destroyed him. Like It happens, but I, uh, I, I like it's good regardless of what team you cheer for. Star players... Need to be out there, yeah, and and that it's the league is worse today with Austin Matthews not on the ice because people want to see him play. How about the Habs? There's a buzz back in the building. I I I said Edmonton and Montreal would be battling for those eight spots on either side, and I wholeheartedly believe that. And I argued with the guys on our show about it because all the focus was on the middle of the ice. Well, they got nobody to play center. Okay, but take a look at their wings. Very strong. Like I like the Max Domi trade. I, I believed Mark Bergevin when he said his team needed an attitude adjustment. This team, they worked their ass off. They're fast. Um, I think Bergevin made two really sneaky, nice moves. He went and bought Joel Armia, technically, from Winnipeg, because he, he traded for Yoel Steve Mason. now. Yoel. Sorry. Yoel. Uh, he, got, he got him basically as a throw-in to buy out Steve Mason. He went and got Mike Riley from Minnesota. Riley is Jake Gardner 2.0. He's a point producer. He's a high-risk guy. He's a great skater. But when you look at it, uh, it's exactly what the league is right now. So he went and got him for for pennies on the dollar. Um, I think Drouin's going to have a really nice season. you got Carey Price as a backbone. Yeah, he looks back. He looks looks locked in. Yeah, Yeah. and now you're going to add in Shea Weber in December. Now that makes that power play. Yeah, that's even almost like he threat. made a trade. Yeah, but he's just, just you're sitting in the weeds. You've acquired a monster on the back end with a one timer, which that power play actually needs is a right handed shot one timer. So I, I think they're in really nice shape. I still think there'll be some lean times because yeah, the center ice position, Max Domi slid there. This Kakinyemi kid is 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 legit. He's really good. I didn't so you would, think, you would keep him? You would keep him I up. would, yeah. and, and they have the luxury up to game 40 yeah. to, to see how he does. He could play in the minors. He can go back to Fenton. They've got a lot of options with him, so why not just let him play? Yeah, see you how know? he does. I, I think Montreal quite quickly uh, have kind of silenced you know, like the, the, the negativity and buzz because if you look at the team, they're a likable team. Like there's not these yeah. big egos and yelling and screaming and all that. The thing it's just, that, that just going work that really hit me was when they were deciding on a captain. Yeah, it was so unanimous. It was just like, oh yeah, it's Shea Weber. Yeah, like all the players, like yeah, of course it's Shea Weber. Like there was no sort no, of like, no, like questioning it, it, about Shea's it. Shea's built to be a captain. Yeah, and like you hear Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock coaches a different team. He's like, yeah, Shea Weber. Yeah, that's that's the right call. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Shea has that aura around him. Chara has that aura around him. And I think Shea is going to age just like Chara. He's not the fastest guy in the world, neither is Chara, but what he'll do is morph into a player that knows through experience where to be on the ice. Tough to play against, clear the front of the net, great one-timer, good first pass. And and Chara went from a power play guy to a penalty kill guy and a five-on-five shutdown guy. That's what Shea's going to do. Yeah, and everyone's talking about how much money he makes and that. Yeah, the cap's going to go up. Like yeah. it's, I, I, I think my biggest frustration in, in hockey analysis now is when you talk about players, oh, well, this guy makes $6 million. Well, you're not going to fit him in. You, everyone all of a sudden is capologists and general yeah. managers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what I, I always say is, what do you care? It's not your money. It's not your money. <laughs> like, why and I haven't care? seen a team other than Pittsburgh a couple years ago when they, they actually messed themselves up in the cap to the point where they played shorthanded one night. They didn't they I think Mike Johnston was still the coach. They they didn't they they had a cap crunch where they didn't have enough money to put players on technically on the ice that night. So they played shorthanded. Other than that, every team manages their cap. In well, a someone's way. in trouble right now. Doesn't someone have like $10,000 left in cap space I, at this point? I'm oh. sure we, there's a we few gave it teams last week. Oh, it might have been. It might have been Pittsburgh again. It wasn't could it? be. Yeah, Pitt, it might be. Pitt's, Pitt's a team that that really treads the line. And we had Jimmy Rutherford on our show the other day. He laughed. He's like, "I don't even know these young players anymore because we don't have a first rounder for like the next five years because <laughs> right. they they've gone all in." Yeah. And why wouldn't they? Yeah. I, you got Sid and Gino still like at the top of their game. Yeah. 
Why not? Phil, 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 Phil just feels does his like job. Phil's, Phil's brilliant. I he's love Phil. Amazing. He is. I, I love that guy. I love uh, Gino's comments about him today. Like oh, he's, yeah. he's on they fire just... right now. When he's lazy, I pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Hey, like, can we go great. back to Chara? How much does he have left in the tank? How many more years? One for sure. Like I, I want to see how this year plays out. But I, I follow him on Instagram. The guy's an animal. Like you should see him train in the summer. I remember seeing him at the gym when he was a kid in Edmonton. Him and his dad. His dad's a Greco-Roman wrestler. <laughs> These two mutants were going at it. Like, his dad was a monster, too. <laughs> the whole gym had stopped to watch them go at it. And it wasn't, like, playful, like, father-son. Like, it was, like, father-teaching-son, like, you better battle through. Like, yeah. it, it was impressive. And he he's grown as a player. He's such a great leader. He's he's such a quality person. Like, I've I've known... Not known him. I've met him several times, and I've got nothing but time and respect for him. He's he's an awesome well, person. Steve hey, he Webb. played in the dub. Just. Yeah, he Webb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Prince George, he played. Um, yeah, Steve Webb, friend of the podcast. He was on the Islanders when he first came, and he that's the only guy he would mention with regards to training. Yeah, was Char. He said he was it was he was a freak. Yeah, like like ridiculous. But it's impressive because and he was also said he was the only guy who. Each year to year, you'd be like, oh, my God, he's gotten that much better. Yeah. Well, he was a project. He could yeah. barely skate in, in Prince George. <laughs> he, he really could. Right, like, right. It, was, it was awkward to watch him lumber around out there. Yeah. But then you watch what he has become. He's just maximized what he has. Yeah. I, I think that's what, you know, that's what people do is you get a toolbox and you continue to add uh, skills into it. Some stuff works for you. Some st- stuff doesn't. And as your body changes and kind of warps and gets mileage on it, now you have to adapt your game. The good players will always adapt. The schleps, the guys like me and that, like Not the body. True. The body gives out, the mind and every the legs go out, you're done. Like that you move on. Yeah. And and like the top end guys, the Matt Collins playing is forty one years yeah, old. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, every time bonkers. he shows up in Highland, I'm I like, know. Oh yeah, he's in the NHL. Matt Collins he's still can, in the league. But he can skate. Yeah. That's why. Right. And he then uh, very quickly, because yeah. we gotta let you go and we gotta go. Yeah. Um Canucks, very quickly. Travis Green is my favorite uh, coach now. Yeah, I was texting with him last. I, I like I played junior with him, pro with him. Like he's a, he's a dear friend. He's uh, did he get really, stung by a bee recently? He, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, they got a gym about ten feet away. <laughs> I'm gonna give him heck because you know Greeny's always been a guy that 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 treaded on that. Because all we see is his face. Yeah, because they don't have a body shot of the guy speaking. It's just his face, and I'm like, ah. you know what it is. It, it's these coaches, uh, Jason Smith. Do you remember Jason Smith, the former Oiler? Uh, yeah, just got fired in Kelowna. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. So I was chatting with him one time about coaching, and he goes, he goes, I have dark, beautiful hair at the start of the season, <laughs> and by the end, it's like white, and it's just stress. Mm-hmm. I think Greeny, I mean, it's a Canadian market. They're, they're, they're excited about their young players. Now yeah. there's a little bit. They've had a nice start, a little bit of pressure. I, I think... Stress will get to you. Plus, you you know you're on these beautiful planes with like lots of desserts and stuff. Yeah. Like you can uh, you go on you the road indulge. for a week. You can you can put on a solid ten, no problem. <laughs> yeah, everyone's He's very injured. entertaining. Everyone's though. injured on that team. Yeah, they do. They're banged up. It's uh, well, Edler and Tanev. Uh, Tanev apparently is a question mark tonight. But yeah. I. Um, they're, they're and Nelson fractured finger. Yeah, which I've had that before. It's not fun. Can I just say really quickly, my my wife. Yes, she's a big fan of you. She loves you, and My she wife. and she uh, <laughs> thinks that of all the people when we left to the states and came back, yes. all the people that worked at TSN, you improved the most. Really, you got the best at broadcasting, You're and like I th- the Zidano chair. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Of. <laughs> I was Bambi, <laughs> like me and my dad are wrestling in the back over a microphone. That's right. Yeah. In Southern Alberta. No, I just uh, you were talking about you know adding to the toolbox. Yeah, and I you think, know you, you know, learn, and I've been. You're around a lot of people. That's. I will say this: as much as people take pot shots and stuff, we have a good stable here at TSN. Like it's it's to me it's small, but it's 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 really rounded out. So if you look at the analysts, you know, with Ray, obviously Ray's super elite. Pooley, I think, is is so good. He is so, so smart. smart. He's so smart. Craig, passionate, smart. He's kind of the mixture of everything. Yeah. And Craig um, doesn't, he's not afraid to throw people under the bus. Oh, my God. He will drive the bus over you seven <laughs> times if he has to. To get his point across, yeah. he'll drive the bus over you. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, O is 
O is brilliant. I just I, I'd laugh because O is what he is. He's, yeah. he's a superstar. He was a superstar hockey player, and I think he's a superstar broadcaster, just in in a different way. His approach is just different. Um, My thing with O is is hockey players in general want to be the Barkley type who don't care about what other people think of them. But I think deep oh, down they all do. He cares, and I know he does. But he also has those moments where he doesn't care oh, because he gets tired. That's what it is. If he's tired, <laughs> like I, I'm telling you, you could sit in this seat and I, like Hayes and I will be back and forth, and I'll like catch him out of the corner of my eye, and he, he is gone, like just gone. That's why we have the baby monkey thing. But I know he's not even listening, and then he will say the exact same that thing that we were just talking about for five minutes. Yeah. So nice. it is. It's good. He, but we do have, have a, a small. Yeah. We have a, a small uh, stable here at TSN, and I've learned a lot from the people around us. That's the thing. Like, uh, so I think you grow as anything. You grow as a player. You grow as a person. You grow as a broadcaster. Hopefully, so. This has been really fun, buddy. Awesome. You are fun. awesome to come and Thanks hang for out with us. Me, guys. Yeah, this was great. Um, I guess we're going to shut her down now. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. Okay. Let's get hey, out of here. Before, before you go, what's on. your favorite uh, Dairy Queen Blizzard? Ooh. I um, I used to have a peanut butter parfait, which is like yeah, that's so a classic. Old-man-ish. That's an that, old no, one. That's, my, I will that's go, what my mom gets. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but I will go with the score. I need a score. Yes, Boom. it's three for three. Three for three, buddy. Really? Yeah. Stuff, yeah. stuff. What's yours? Same. Well, I can't go against score now. Yeah, so. yeah it's all about the about score. A few mushrooms, or not mushrooms, <laughs> marshmallows. <laughs> a few, a few mar- marshmallows in there. Be score and marshmallows. How about, how about a score blizzard after magic mushrooms? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to run. Jamie right. McLennan, thank you so much, my Thanks friend. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. They're going home. The Jay and Dan Podcast, presented by our good friends at Coors Light.